What's up, guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton. And I'm Brett. Let's Let's talk. talk. Welcome back to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. And we're back with a new series today. So what's going on, Trenton? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk. Trent and Brett, we're glad to be back on the air. Uh, we just kind of was talking today. He'd come over and I'm like, you know, we ain't done this in a while. So we talked about it and decided we go ahead and put one up today. Gives a shout out to the wives. They're actually upstairs cooking supper for us right now. So, <laughs> But what are we going to talk about today, Brett? What's up? Well, you know, uh, we were kind of tossing around what we should talk about. And I've actually been on, I'm getting ready actually to start a series at my own church in First John. And there's some things in First John that I've always found interesting, and I thought I talked to Trenton about. It. I thought it'd be a good thing to look through. But we're going to talk about sin, and we're going to start that in First John. We may not stay here in the in the coming weeks, but that's where we're going to start. We're going to start in First John chapter one, verse five, and we're going to hopefully today get into chapter two as well. Those of you out there tuning, that's First John, not John. So yeah, the actual yeah, not <laughs> not the gospel, the but the, yeah, the first letter. I'm actually looking for, you know, I've been doing a lot of uh, thinking on sin, and I was thinking about some things uh, this morning. Actually, I, I woke up early, and sometimes I do my best thinking laying there when it's nice and quiet and there's no kids and, and everything. But, you know, I was thinking about why some Christians are convicted about things that other Christians aren't convicted about. Like, for example, listening to secular music. There's some Christians that are not convicted about that at all, because I know some, and there's some Christians like... Like me, if I if I listen to a secular song that I know is not a godly song, I feel guilty about it. Mm. So I'm laying there this morning, and you know what, this may be, I really feel like this is what the Lord told me, and you know, agree or disagree, I guess you can feel free to comment, <laughs> but what I feel like the Lord told me was, is that some people listen and some people don't. And that's, some people listen to the conviction of the Spirit, and some people don't listen to the conviction of the Spirit. You know, so what? whatever that is that you're dealing with or whatever it is that you, you know, you maybe think it's okay to watch, you know, certain types of movies that another person won't let in their house. Be. So it's kind of hard, I guess, to say, to sit there and judge that, I guess. It's kind of hard to do that. But to me, my answer to that is some people listen to that conviction. I mean, if you can listen to people take the Lord's name in vain and not feel nothing about it, mm-hmm. then there's definitely something going wrong there so uh, what i got from that was or what i felt like the lord told me there was that some people listen to that conviction so that's kind of what i want to talk about is getting into what is sin and how do you know i guess if you're sinning does that make sense yeah and what i'm trying to say how do you how do you know if you're sinning or how do you know if what you're doing is wrong because one christian may may not have any conviction over it at all while the other person is having terrible conviction over it. so is this person feeling it right and listening to the Holy Spirit, or is this and this person not feeling it at all and not listening to the Holy Spirit, or is there is there something else there that I'm missing? I'm actually going to talk about this at Next Level Freedom Church. That's why I, when you were talking, I was pulling up another verse that I had in Romans 14, and it's where Paul's talking about the difference. Some people are convicted for things, and others are not. What he does end up, bottom line, I mean, we can read it if you want, but I know we're in First John, so I don't want to jump around too much. But it's actually in uh, Romans 14, starting verse 13, he says, Therefore let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. 
I know and I am persuaded that in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Now in this case he's talking about food and because there was some issues with uh, what's clean, what's unclean, do we eat it, do we not eat it, and so he's dealing with that here. So what he's basically saying, there's nothing is unclean anymore because of Jesus' sacrifice. But what he does go on to say, which I think is what relates to what you're saying is, let's go back to 14 there, it said, I know and I am persuaded that in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. So he, yep. But he goes on to talk about specifics in uh, food, but then I like the way he wraps it up. Do not for the sake of food, like once again, in this instant he's talking about food, destroy the work of God. Everything indeed, everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is not good, or it is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But then verse 23 kind of ties it all together. He says, But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So whatever your personal conviction is really what he's getting at here, that's what you shouldn't do. Because if you are being convicted, which is kind of what he got me thinking about this when he was talking about it, if you aren't being convicted... But your brother, if you're over visiting with them or whatever, is convicted by that. He basically says then you should avoid that while you're in their presence at least. Keep that between you and God. But he says don't cause someone else to stumble because of your convictions. So if you doubt it and if you're convicted by it, then he's saying then that's when you need to worry about it. Because you doing it, if you're convicted not to do it, then it becomes a faith issue and... Whoever does not proceed, whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So just make sure, too, that you're not ignoring a conviction. Because it's once you do that one time, once you ignore the Holy Spirit, it becomes easier because you you continue to walk. If if you are convicted, if you are sinning, let's say you actually are sinning, there's doing you know you're doing something that is a sin, and you continue to ignore that, you're just gonna get deeper and deeper into that sin. But mm -hmm. And then before too long, guess what? Mm. You're full-blown sinning, and sin leads to death. So if you're feeling something, you need to take that to the Lord and say, am I doing something wrong? And I think that that's what I was trying to get out earlier. It was just hard to put it, put it, you know, put it into words. And sometimes it is hard to put things into words, mm. but make sure that you're taking that conviction before God and you're not just ignoring it. You know, it's like if you listen to something and you you feel a conviction, you're like, oh, it's okay. You know, is that your opinion that it's okay? Mm. And you're just pushing God away and not listening to it? Or is it really okay with, with God? And I guess to find that out, we need to find out what sin is. So if you're ready so, to jump into this, I guess we can. So yeah, just for the clarification, yeah. So what, if you're convicted by it and you're doing it, ignoring the conviction is one thing. But if you're not convicted, then that's a whole different ballgame. So make sure that you're not convicted because there's nothing to be convicted for. Mm -hmm. You know, don't so, just because that's yeah. when Paul says, you know, if it doesn't come from faith, then it's sin. So that's what he was getting at is if you are convicted and you are ignoring it, whatever it be, whether it's music or food, some people still have trouble with food issues. If they do have an issue with that, then you when you're around them are to, you know, not make it a big deal, I guess. So say someone was 
had an issue with meat. They're a vegetarian. If you eating meat in front of, which is what he was getting at there uh, when he was talking in Romans, if you're eating that meat in front of the person, then to them it's a conviction. Well, it's a stumbling block for that person because they're looking at you thinking, wait a minute. So that's when Paul says you should avoid that altogether, even though it may be clean for you as a person, if it's causing someone else to stumble, then it becomes an issue. So let's go ahead and get into this. First John 1, we're back there again. So First John verse chapter 1, verse 5. We're going to skip the first four verses there and kind of get down to hear what we want to talk about. But feel free to read that. I'm not telling you to skip it. Just, you know. Uh, it says, This is a message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And that's kind of what we were always getting at there. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And that's where we'll stop at for the moment. But what I really want, what I want to get to first here is I want to look at this as a whole. And you can see right there, at least I can see anyway, you're being told what sin is and you're being told that there is no sin in God. There's no darkness there. There's nothing there. There's only light there. And we're being told that if we repent of those sins, truthfully, then the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from all sin. So that's a big plus. <laughs> that's a big <laughs> thumbs up. But see, here's the thing. You have to accept Christ to have that, that washing of the blood, to have the washing of the sins removed from you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can get into this huge debate on how many times you have to be saved, and if you sin, do you have to be resaved? I think that's a big mess to get into. I go on there today. <laughs> I believe if, I believe if, if you're saved, then you're going to you're going to live like a saved person. Mm -hmm. And if you sin, you're going to want to repent because that repenting puts you back in a right relationship with God. I don't think that you you lose your sin whenever you. I mean, my gosh, how many times a day lose do you lose your salvation? Yeah, lose your salvation. I'm sorry, because. <laughs> You'd have, I'd have to get saved. I'd fight telling myself, you know, more more times than I should per day. Because, you know, mm -hmm. if you want to break down what sin really is, you get into thoughts and you get into anger and different things like that. But we're being told here that, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, and I think that's the big part that we need to grab right there, is that we have to try and walk like Jesus walked. We have to be in that light and in the truth like God is in that light and in that truth. And it says that we, if we do that, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. So, and this verse, these verses are really hitting at salvation more than anything. Because, like, let's just reread verse six, because I like that, and I do a series, an entire series based on these verses. Let's, but uh, that's coming later this year for those of you that may be tuning from Next Level Freedom Church. But uh, verse six says, if we say we have fellowship with Him, yet we're walking in the darkness, or while we walk in darkness. We lie and do not practice the truth. I think no matter which side of the picture you're on, whether you think you know you can lose your salvation and it's gone if you screw up so many times and you just walk away from God, or whether you believe that you know once saved, always saved. If you're truly repentant and you're truly saved and you're truly born again, then you're going to want to live. I think that that what I just said is the key to both sides of that coin. Whether I don't. That's, this isn't a debate about whether you believe in eternal security or any of that. But both sides of that coin, 
if you're saved, you're going to live like you're saved. Yeah, it's right. not like, I mean, we're not expecting you to be perfect. We're not perfect. But Christians should be striving, <laughs> trying to be perfect. Even though we're not going to make the cut, we're still trying. There's something in you, there's something inside of you that builds on the fact that you need to be at least trying to do what God says. And I think that's really what he's getting at in verse 6. Because if we say we're having fellowship with him, it's kind of like those uh, Sunday morning Christians, but the rest of the week, they live like they want to mm. live. Sunday they can fool everybody in the church. They think they're saved, whatever. Yet throughout the week, if they're walking in darkness, guess what? The Bible just says you're a liar and you don't practice the truth. That wasn't my words. So don't get ticked at me. Yep. Get ticked at God. God's the one that says it. But he also, like he just hit on, says in verse 7, If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I think there's an important word there in fellowship. Christians, yeah, we're going to have disagreements. We're going to have things we disagree on. We're not going to agree 100%. Every person is different. But the core beliefs, salvation should be there. So rather than fighting and bickering over things that don't really amount to a hill of beans in eternity, old term, what do you think of that? <laughs> then let's Somebody's let's have grave. fellowship and let's let's go with what we have in common, which if you're born again yeah. believers, you have Jesus in common. Let's build off of that. So I like John really right here, he's bringing you face to face. Every Christian, every actually not just every Christian, but every person, he's bringing you face to face with the fact that you're a sinner. And mm -hmm. I'm a sinner, and you're sinners. Because it says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So that means you're lying to yourself. <laughs> so you're a sinner. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then it says, and the truth is not in us. So that means what? That means we're telling lies. So that makes us a liar. So therefore, right there, we need salvation because we've sinned, because we've lied. So automatically, you know, he's bringing it right to our face. If we confess our sins, and this is the best part, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But what's that first part? If we confess our sins. You can't ignore it. You, can, you, just, you have to confess. You know, and I'm not talking about going to a priest and having them absolve you of your sins. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you need to come to a point of salvation in your life. And then after that point of salvation, I believe, yes, you're... Boom, you're saved. You're going to heaven. But I believe that we need to continually confess those sins that keep us in a right relationship with God. You can't just go out and sin, say you're saved, and live a sinful lifestyle. It doesn't work that way. You cannot continue on, which I think we'll get to probably later on in John. You can't continue on in your sinful life and claim to be a Christian. You just can't do it. And John even says that you can't do that. So, And then one more thing in verse 10. If we say we have not sinned, now we're making him a liar. Because mm, he just told so us. So you, be, you better be careful. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So be careful. Because if his word's not in you, then it's what? All in then what? <laughs> it's over. So, but I, I want to build on something that you mentioned there for a second ago. That if we say we have no sin. That kind of gets back to people that, well, I've not done anything that bad quote because people don't like to say what they're doing if it's wrong it's a sin sin's a bad word come on i gotta be able to live free i gotta be able to do build off of my personality well you know what the bible says something about that too it says you know that our hearts are as filthy rags and you know a man's heart 
it'll come out of his mouth. It comes out. What's inside of you is what comes out. And I don't have all them verses here because there's several verses I just gave you right there. But uh, we just need to understand something. It's not about whether your sin is that bad. It's sin is sin. Yep. So whether it's a little white lie or, you know, you Adultery were a kid. or murder <laughs> or something or huge like that or, or you took a piece of gum from the grocery store because you thought you could get away with it. A lot of kids have pulled that one off. But, uh... That's still sin because it's stealing. Either way, whatever you look at it, no matter how much of a minor thing. See, as humans, we try to you know, you know, cover it up, make it look you know better than what it really is. Kind of decorate it up. Oh, it's just a white light. It's not that bad, Brett. Just because you told you know your wife that this was happening, when really you know, no, no, no. Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's just an example. We're not building off of that. But you need to understand that in God's eyes, sin is sin. So once again, if you say you don't. You're lying. Not only are you a liar, but you're accusing God of lying, which is what he just kind of established. You ready for... Let's go ahead and jump into chapter 2. Uh, let's read down... I guess let's go ahead and read to verse 6, and then we'll kind of... If we got time, we'll try to get through it all. It says, My little children, I am writing these things to you that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is a propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him truly, the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. He obviously referring to Christ there. Once again, he's getting back to the same thing, and for those of you... <laughs> This isn't us talking, this is the Bible. This is what the Word of God says. Whoever, verse 4, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar. <laughs> that brings it to a whole different ballgame. See, see, it's one thing to come to God and you, know, you confess it may be a sin, in this case a lie, that you, you did. God, I wasn't quite truthful here. And it's another thing to call it like it is, because God really wants you to call it like it is. God, I'm a liar. I... I did this, I lied, I'm sorry, and that's when you're repenting, and the truth is not in him. Once again, it gets back to, if you're claiming to know him, but you're not living it, you're a liar. Let's jump back to the top here, and let's see, okay, there's, there's an answer for sin, and that's kind of what I want to get to. This gives us to us, right, we're going to continue to talk about sin, but there's also an answer for sin given to us here. Let's jump back to the top, it says, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins and also the sins of the whole world. I had it explained kind of like this one time to me, and I'll never forget the day that this really clicked in my head. Christ is standing before the Father. So let's say Christ is on the right hand of the Father, and Satan comes before the throne, right? And he says, Do you know that Pastor Brett and Pastor Trenton just robbed a bank? <laughs> wow, what extremes. Okay, let's take it. That's, that's, a, that's an example. That's an example that didn't happen. Or let's say that Pastor Brett and Pastor Trenton, what did we do? We did we sinned, okay? Mm -hmm. We did something wrong. Did you see what they just did? And now we have an advocate, which is Jesus Christ that is standing there and the Father is angry at our sin. Right? Mhm. Mm Jesus leans over into the ear of the Father and says, No, what he says is a lie because I've already paid for what they did. 
they've repented for what they did. That's he's, fine. He's our advocate, and the he is a propitiation for our sins. He's paid the penalty for our sin. If you've accepted him. If we've accepted mm -hmm. him. We messed up. Now, I guess if we're Christians, we shouldn't be robbing a bank. <laughs> Bad example. I don't want to go to We messed up. <laughs> we messed up. Jesus leans over to the Father and he says, No, Satan is a liar. I've paid for what they've done. They are one of ours. And God's wrath at that point is appeased. And his wrath is gone because Christ has already taken it for us. The blood of Jesus covered it. Yep. And to me, when it was explained that way, it just, I don't know, it, it opened up a whole new way of thinking for me. You know, like to it made me take sin more seriously. It made me take the way that I think about, you know, the whole aspect of what Christ did for me and what he continues to do for me. Mm. You know, he's standing at the right hand of the Father. He is our advocate and he is a propitiation for our sins. When he died on the cross, he took it. And now he can stand before the Father and he can say, no, he's mine. Yeah, he messed up, but it's been forgiven and all is all is well. He's repented and he's he's still in the fold. You know, he's still here with us. He's part of this family, not that family. Check out verse three. I love how he caps this off. Verse three he says, And by this we know that we have come to know him. So if you're sitting there like, Well, how do I know if I know him? Here's what he says. If we keep his commandments. What? Hang on now. I thought Christ paid the ultimate penalty and I can do what I want now because his blood covers it. No, 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 no. This is where it gets back to what we were talking about earlier. If you're a Christian, you're striving to do the right thing. To do what you know is right. And part of that is keeping His commandments. Now, we're not going to get into the whole, the different type of commandments. Some were just for Israel. Some were for the world. There's different types. But if you even just look at His top ten, everybody should be keeping the top ten. So, if we keep His commandments... So, there's a part that we have to play in it as well. It's not like I can just accept Christ and mm -hmm. I'm free. I can do what I want now. No, no, no. There, you have to be living it. Otherwise, if you're a once saved, always saved kind of person, were you ever really saved to begin with? If you're a you can lose your salvation type of person, then did you lose it? <laughs> because you, you know. To me, that'd be a scary life to live. Mm -hmm. in, now, right out there, somebody's probably going, well, if you don't sin, like, here's the thing. John's telling us that, you know, I write these things to you that you don't sin, but if anyone does sin, mm -hmm. he's not giving you permission to sin, but the, the leeway is there because John himself sinned. Mm -hmm. And he, he's not going to write this and say, look, I am a perfect Christian and I never sin, but if you guys sin, no, he's saying... Look, we all sin. We all mess up. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, you know. But what he's telling us here is if you do sin, realize that the Savior that is there for you, what he did by dying on the cross, he stands before God's throne right now and he is our advocate. You know, to me, it pushes me to not want to sin because I don't ever want Satan to be able to try to point fingers at me and I don't want Christ to have to lean over and say, He's one of ours. But you know what? I know that if I do, if I do, then... And that just tells me right there that I don't think there's anything that could take us out of God's hand. But if he's standing before the throne on my behalf, why would he ever throw me away? Yeah. You know, that's... I mean, look, we're not trying to get into a theological debate over things, but it's called let's talk, and that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> that's what we're supposed to do here. So you're welcome to talk back as long as you do it respectfully. 
Because if you don't do it respectfully, the delete button's going to get hit. <laughs> so, wait.letstalk at gmail.com. We'll get that again here at the end. Verse 4, we've kind of hit on briefly. Uh, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. The truth is not in him. But we'll check out verse 5. But whoever keeps his word, or his commandments, or the stuff he talks about in the Bible, in him, truly, the love of God is perfected. Not saying you're perfect, but if you're attempting to keep his word, then God is perfected within you. By this we may know that we are in him. Verse 6 tells us plainly, Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. We're talking about Jesus. What did Jesus do? He's, Jesus did what our vision statement is at Next Level Freedom Church. He was reaching others where they were at. He came to them on their level. He didn't beat them down with so much theology and tell them that you're wrong, you're a sinner, you're going to hell and throwing it all up in their face. He got to know the person. What did you do? I say this all the time. The Next Level Freedom Church people, you're familiar with it. If he was near a well, he talked about water. If he was in front of farmers, he talked about seed. Jesus did it in a way that was relevant, that the yeah. people who were going to hear what he said would be able to understand and do what he was talking about. I just, I, I think what I wanted to get as we start this is just to get people looking. You know, and the, the last thing, I think maybe we'll get into this next time because I don't have the exact place that the scriptures found, but where it talks about he who was without sin cast the first stone. And that day, when all those people had those stones picked up, right? And Jesus said that each and every one of those people came face to face with their sin, didn't they? Mm. They came face to face with their sin. And the moment he said that, I bet a sin popped in their head. And if I say it to you right now, if I give you permission to throw a stone at me, and I said he was without sin, cast the first stone, a sin would probably pop in your head. And that's what I hope that this does, is to get us to come face to face with our sin, so we can repent of it. There's and another cool part in that story, though. Stop, stop ignoring the sin and come face to face with it. Jesus was the only one in that crowd that had the right, if yeah. he wanted to stone her, he could have. But what did he do? He looked at her and he said, hey woman, where's your accusers? And she looks around, probably expecting to die, but there's no one around. And he says, she's like, no, I don't see none, Lord. And she's like, neither do I condemn you, but go your way. And what did he say? Sin no more. So uh, so there was, an, there was a part to that. Jesus was very merciful and he showed grace at that point to the woman because he had every right to stone her. But he let her go and he forgave her and just said, don't do it anymore. Don't sin anymore. So uh, so just remember that that's there, but that that grace isn't there. And there's another verse, maybe we'll talk about it next time, where Paul says, you know, should we go on sinning because we got grace? And he says, no way. That's not what this God is forbid. about. So yeah, he says, God forbid. I just, I, I don't know, man. It's just where, where God's had me, you know, getting me face to face with junk in my life. You know, I, I think admitting that you're not perfect, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, admitting that you that you sin. There's nothing wrong with that because right here John told us that you're a sinner. So just getting face to face with it and getting the junk out of your life, repenting for it. And I think that's, God's calling me to do it. So, you know, if I could share that, maybe God's calling other people to do that. I think we're entering a time we got to get junk out of our lives and we got to be reaching people. So that's what we Don't be ignoring that conviction so, when it does come. Yeah. You want to follow the convictions of the Spirit. When we read that earlier, that's what Paul said. If the conviction and you do it, then you're not acting in faith, and that's a sin. So, uh, 
Anyway, I guess that's it for now. Uh, hit us up on the email, wait.lesstalk at gmail.com. If you've got topics you want to discuss, questions, things you want us to talk about on the air, or maybe you have a response to today's show that you're wanting to hit, go ahead and hit us up in the email. Until next time, I guess, I'm Fred and Cruz. And I'm Brett. We'll see you next time. All right. God bless, guys. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, tell a friend, and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning. God bless, and we'll see you next time.